The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Christy Scales, Aisha Morrison, Nicole Hutchison, and Jess Navarez. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome into Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm Nicole Hutchison, alongside Aisha Morrison and Jess Navarez. What's up, ladies? Hi, <laughs> I have that TikTok stuck in my. I have that TikTok in my. It's in my TikTok head too. In the SWBC studio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I see. I did Come on, you didn't do it with us. You didn't do it. You didn't with do it. Ready? Go. Wow, go I'm not that cool. In the SWBC studio. Aisha. Come on, now, Aisha. Y'all, I'm sorry. Third time's a charm. Third time's a charm. My sick. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. SWBC studio. Come on. She did it. Yes, this is Aisha Morrison's birthday. Happy birthday. Wish her a happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Can we sing that on the air? Just kidding. (laughs) That's not what I said. Oh, God. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, What are you celebrating? I mean, well, I don't know if you want to say your age or anything. Oh, it's okay. It's not old. Uh, Oh, my gosh. I am exiting my 20s. I've officially exited my 20s. Wow. Just time goes by so fast man yeah i'm uh i feel myself right. i feel young i feel like but it's just like i'm very grateful though because i do yeah. feel like i have everything that i wanted at 30 i do mm. i have working in my job i'm um out of the military i just feel i feel good at 30 That's i'm happy good. i'm proud of myself yeah. oh i love that, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> i'm gonna cry right what are you doing to sell mm, never mind we're gonna keep that mm. anyways <laughs> talk about All that right. out there <laughs> I was like, oh, I know. You can't say it on air. Jess's cackle. I said, I know, but I'm not saying that on here. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, girl. All right, ladies. It's today's Thursday. It's not Friday. Well, technically, it's our Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's just say it's Friday. It's not Friday. It's a real day. It's Friday Junior. Friday Junior. I like that. All right. Well, we got, what do y'all like about today? We saw, um, mm-hmm. of course, the team practice again. Heard from Jerry Jones. Uh, heard yeah. from Mike McCarthy. Had some uh, great sound bite from them. Uh, what what yeah. kind of caught your eye, Jess? Well, so this was interesting because on a normal practice week, you will see Jerry Jones out there occasionally mm-hmm. on the practice field. He'll go pop out. He'll watch the team for a little bit, and then he'll leave. But today... There was a moment where all of us kind of turned our head and we said, is he coming over here to talk to us? And sure enough, he was walking up to us to talk to us. So um, he talked about a lot of a lot of topics, one of which obviously the trade deadline that's coming up next week. Um, He talked about that and he talked about his mentality with that. Talked about some Ring of Honor stuff um, in light of. Demarcus uh, Ware, Sorry. Demarcus Ware, wrong Demarcus. <laughs> um, Demarcus Ware getting um, his spot over the weekend during the halftime ceremony. That's going to be exciting to see. He talked about some Rangers baseball. Yeah. Talked about a little bit of everything yeah. overall, and so it was it was really cool to be able to have that moment with Jerry because he was very open, very honest, mm-hmm. and he was out there for a minute. We my arms are screaming yeah. from the amount of t- like two phones. I was holding two phones in one hand and a mic in the other hand and I was in this position for yeah. a solid 15 20 minutes. Yeah. So um 
yeah, no, it was good. I, I think what he said about the trade obviously was the most mm-hmm. uh, important nugget about it. Basically, mm-hmm. same thing we've been hearing is they're not afraid to be risky, but it has to be worth the uh, the risk to do it um, for them. And so, yeah, he said there's nothing to highlight right now, yeah. but uh, I... Yeah, I had fun. And other than that, we didn't really get to watch practice because that was our practice time. (laughs) I think for me, um, what I enjoyed was what he had to say about Dak, right? Because you're seeing how all the media is, you know, kind of highlighting Dak's play and their headlines on – NBA shows, right? Talking about the Cowboys, which I think is so weird. Oh, it's so weird. Whole story for another day. But um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're seeing how the Cowboys are obviously a topic of conversation, right? And they didn't even play last week, which is also weird. But one thing he did say, oh, sorry, just weird, more weird realist, behavior. Yeah. Weird behavior. Uh, but no, one thing he did say uh, was that, you know, I don't know that I've ever met anybody that's done a better job of accepting the mm-hmm. expectation that he deals with and you weigh it all. And it's not like it's been an easy road for him either he's had to overcome a lot talking about Dak Prescott I think that's awesome I mean you got to be happy as a quarterback right just hearing um those words from your GM um so I think that was pretty cool yeah to your point I mean not not only did Jerry comment on that today but we heard Mike McCarthy comment on that Mm -hmm. during the bye week and um I do think it's important to have an understanding of just how stressful it probably has to be I mean, I know just from everyday life, just us being us, you know, I can't imagine being the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys and just what that <laughs> what that comes with. And so for them to acknowledge, you know, some of his struggles sometime and the scrutiny and stuff, I think is healthy, um, healthy acknowledgement from <clears throat> your uh, front office now in regard to the trade deadline and stuff. <laughs> Go ahead. Listen, Go no, ahead. I'm just I'm just I'm very <laughs> firm on the fact that, you know, the good teams figure out how to get it done. The mm-hmm. good teams figure out that's why you have people in to advise you on your finances and stuff and yeah. cap space and et cetera, et cetera. If it needs if there's something, if there's someone out there that they can get better with or whatever the case may be, I'm just hoping that they do it and that they don't clutch. I also want to point something out because with the trade deadline coming up, it's obviously the biggest topic of conversation you're going to hear for the next few days. But need not forget, that doesn't mean the Cowboys haven't made trades within this last year that have been impactful. So just because they have they might not do anything or they will. Who knows? We Nobody knows yet. No one knows until Tuesday, four o'clock Eastern time. No one knows yet. Weekend going to be crazy. Um, (laughs) Weekend is going to be crazy, but. That doesn't mean they haven't already done things. You're talking about Brandon Cooks, Jonathan Hankins, Stephon Gilmore. uh, You got Noah Igbenogany in here. Um, There's a lot of things that you were able to do. Even that trade uh, ended up getting you Eric Eric Scott Jr. in the draft, right? Mm -hmm. So there have been things that they've done up until this point. Just because the deadline's coming up doesn't necessarily mean they're sitting there not doing anything. Mm -hmm. Yes, there's still players available. Yes, could they add an impact? Of course. But again... Jerry's happy with where this roster is, and this is a good roster. That was another thing he mentioned was he's happy with where the roster is. I asked him about the youth on the team. I said, how do you feel about it? And he said, spot on, because right now is the time where you need them to get those reps because later on in the season, you're going to need them. You're going to need those young bodies that are fresh and able to have those reps in them and Mm -hmm. ready to go. So, uh, look, if it can happen, it can happen. But I'm not... Maybe it's an unpopular opinion. It's fine. Haters can come at me on Twitter. It's fine. Haters going to hate, hate, hate. Haters better not come. Players going to play, play, play. Haters going to hate, hate, hate. Just got (laughs) to shake it off. Um, (laughs) No, um, if they don't do anything, 
I'm happy with where the current roster is too. It just things need to be sorted out better to utilize what the current roster actually is. Yeah, that's in my what opinion. I'm hoping for. I, mm-hmm. If 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 because to your point, there are guys on this roster. Even when you talk about the wide receiver position, like, I mean, you have a Jalen Tober here. You have a Turpin that you haven't consistently implemented just yet. Mm-hmm. Even if you really wanted to get jiggy, Jalen Brooks showed you some good stuff uh, yep. in the preseason and training camp. So you do have the receivers here. Um, for me, is like if they don't go out and grab anyone. Then, yeah, then I would hope that collectively there would be conversations about the evaluations, which it sounds like from what we, you know, talked about yesterday and talking to some of the guys is like the self-scouting, the reevaluation, being able to look yourself in the mirror, no matter what position you play, coach or what, and say, hey, well, maybe we need to change some things. I'm hoping that if they don't go out and get anything, that the gentlemen that are on this roster that we know are talented and can be beneficial to, you know, the team going forward, that they start getting consistent shots and um, they're able to contribute to this team yeah I can agree with both of you guys ladies um I don't necessarily think that we have to go out and get people but it would be nice to add some extra um, oomph you mm-hmm. know oomph to this roster uh, <laughs> if, if, I know you said you're happy with the way the, per, the personnel that we have are you pleased with the per, player personnel that we have um, yeah, for the most part, I, I think the big, the biggest spot, and we talked about it to this point. You're almost, you're, you're a little over. Is it a quarter through the season now? Because it's trimester. 17 games, so it's the six. first trimester. Yeah. yeah, that's the way. That, yeah, that's the yeah, way. yeah. But yeah, you're at this point where it's like the only spot that I do think, to, even even though we're fine with our personnel, I'm not. I'm unsure about the personnel in the tight end room. Mm-hmm. After and again, I think Sean McCune's fi- fine. Like he's fine. I think he's fine. But minus Ferguson, I just feel like you're not consistently getting anything from your tight end room. And so I, if you were gonna do anything, I would be okay with that because I do yeah. think the inexperience in that room is kind of making it's making a difference right now and so maybe you do bring in a gentleman that is experienced and when you get in those playoff games those tight games that maybe you know you have a guy that's that's been there before and so and that's it the I think the lack of experience in the tight end room is something that concerns me a bit as you start getting into these December games it's about to get cold Mm -hmm. and um, Mm -hmm. Cowboys play in prime time a lot coming up and it's just like amen we need guys that you know are ready to come to play in the tight end position as a whole I think this offense is lacking that so bad and it could really open up the rest of this offense to where scoring red zone maybe mm-hmm. two could be um a lot more yeah. e- it could be a lot more easier for them with the tight end that just commanded the middle of the field consistently yeah and and I think that also goes with establishing them and their role among tight ends within the NS and among the NFL, because really right now, and Aisha, you pointed this out when last week, this week, at some point, you pointed it out at some point that, you know, guys aren't trying to attack the tight ends because they're kind of a non-threat to them right now. Yes. But, but I don't put all of the faults on them for that either. I also think it's how they've been utilized up until this point. Mm-hmm. They don't have to be seen as a threat. When all you know that those tight ends are going to really do is block, mm-hmm. why would you? Why would you see them as a threat? And so I think, again, it goes back to usually in in a normal circumstance of you've had your play caller in a position for years and you've had kind of everything set for you before, there's a lot of moving pieces to this Cowboys team that I think you're barely starting to see come together and that's not a negative it's just the reality of you have a new play caller this year whether it's Mike McCarthy or not 
that was obviously going to change things. There was going to be growing pains at some point. Mm -hmm. It wasn't going to, he wasn't going to come in and everything be magically fixed. Mm -hmm. No, there's human elements to this as well, right? So I I think a lot of it goes to just not thinking so black and white about things and Mm -hmm. also realizing the reality of what it meant to get a new play caller in that position. But like I said earlier this week, both things can be right. Getting Mike in that position was the right call still, in my opinion, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you can't miss some things that were happening last year that were making you successful. Both things can be true. It's just figuring out where they go from here really is what's needed. Fair. Well, more. where they go from here is get ready to play this Rams team. More Ferg. Oh. More Ferg. More Ferg. Oh. More Ferg. Why did I hear you? I didn't hear you more one more time. Ferg. More Ferg. More Jakey Ferg. Fergie Ferg. Yeah, that's more I think what she wants. I was trying to see how voice I can get my how deep Jakey I can get my voice. Do it again. Do it again. I was trying to do it. Wait. <sighs> Jakey Ferg. No. It's turning creepy. I'm like sorry. This. My bad, y'all. I don't oh like it. Goodness. I do not oh, like the vibe we've created in the room. <laughs> I didn't mean. I feel uncomfy. I don't know. I just I felt like my voice could get real basic. Well, it's because you made eye contact with me when you did it, so I just kind of was like. It made it a little worse. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, ladies. Well, now, uh, obviously, they have the Rams coming up on uh, Sunday. Let's. They've had a bye week, right? Mm-hmm. Time to rest, refocus. We've talked about um, how they've kind of used this time to regroup um, and kind of reflect on their play from week six and just reflect on themselves, right? We've heard from the players, heard from the coaches, how they've felt about it. Do you feel like they're very well rested? <laughs> Why are you? Now that I'm just listening to you. Do you feel that they have an advantage going in because they're rested? Or does this kind of mean like, hey, we've been, you know, off our, we've been taken off a little bit. Hmm. So now we're kind of a little shaky. What are are y'all's thoughts on how the Cowboys kind of? Rest I mean, the bye yeah, week can. Girl. I mean, a lot of people say that coming off the bye, that some teams mm. experience rust, yeah. things like that. But the last couple teams, if I'm not mistaken, uh, did the last team they played come off a bye? <coughs> Char- the Chargers? They sure did. Yes. Came off a bye, right? They did. Um, they threw some un- unscouted looks at the Cowboys that Mike McCarthy talked about. Mm-hmm. I want some of that. Mm. We just talked about adjusting. Mm. You know, now you're going into the next part of the year, whereas I do understand where people feel like there is a tendency sometimes for teams to have rust after the bye. I'm actually like, I want to see the changes. I want to see how the Rams respond to the changes. I want to see if they look confused, how the Cowboys players look confused in certain areas against the Chargers, because this is just stuff you haven't seen on film. So um, for me, I'm like, if there is a little bit of rust, okay, but if it's rust and there, you can see they're implementing some of the stuff we've been asking for, I think that's still a step in the right direction because you think that, you know, I feel like, yeah, okay, well, they're trying. Yeah. They're attempting here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily see it as an advantage yet because, yes, health is perfect. Like, if every injury report could look like it did yesterday, that'd be fantastic, <laughs> right? Um, and obviously, as far as rest and health and all of that, everybody's in a good place. But it's it's also one of those realities where you think about how early this buy has come this season for these guys and how yeah. much more of a season that they have ahead of them. So it's also playing um, a game of a tightrope walker where you're not going to overextend yourself too soon because you feel that good, because you feel so healthy that you're overexerting and you're doing too much to where it ends up putting you in a hole later on and injuries become an issue again. So I guess for, for me, it's just tread with caution, enjoy the health and feel good, but also don't overexert to where you're going to put yourself in a hole come 
December and January and you're like, oh man, I forgot that bye week was so early on. So, um, yeah, that that's what concerns me. It's an advantage, of course, because you want everyone to be healthy. You want every player to always be healthy. But when it's this early on in, in the season, you have to play it a little bit smarter and, and uh, you have to play by ear with that one. Yeah, I, I mean, for me, honestly, it kind of scares me, one, because... When you do take that bye week, you have rested for so long, right? So the ramp up, do you think the, they're going to have to kind of ramp up in yeah, a way? a little like, bit. Even during the game, like just maybe they don't come out firing. Maybe it's like a I slow I mean, burn. it's probably going to be a slow start. It's probably going to be a slow start. I Ooh. hope it's not. I hope it's not. But that's typically what you see, you Yuck. know, coming off the bye week. You're kind of in this like chill mode, right? Mm. And so I feel like right now they're kind of like in... Not in a bad way, but they're in that, like, relaxed, chill mode right now. But if they did come out and they were, like, firing all cylinders, would that be encouraging to you ladies? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, they're not here to play. Yeah, Yeah, that's what they need to do. That's what they need to do. It's not an option. It's not not a, oh, should it be that way? No, you need to do it. You need to, Mm -hmm. because here's the thing. You need to start establishing what exactly you want November football to look like. You're almost wrapped up with October. You need to establish some key identities that you're missing within this offense right now you need to establish what this run game looks like you need to establish if you're going to have a one-two punch again or how much ball distribution you're going to split between tony pollard and rico dowdle you need to establish what this wide receiver group is going to do how balls are going to get uh distributed between all of those weapons how you get those special packages involved you need to establish your red zone threat there's a lot you need to establish so yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm no, in, I'm in a mood today. I don't know if you gathered that. <laughs> no, we 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 gathered. I gathered it. I'm a little feisty today. No, it's it is okay. The, the Hispanic side <laughs> of me is like, let's go. But no, I, I actually I caught up with Marquise Bell um, in the studio earlier and asked him like, what's the message that y'all want to send um, now that you guys are coming off of a bye week, right? And so he was like, we want to send that message that we're here. And so I was like, hmm, okay. Is that on both sides? He was like, yeah, we're here. We're, we're here to handle business. And so I like that. I mean, mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like they are re- they're going to come out and, um, you know, get on that fire start and fire in all cylinders, like you said. But I, I do feel in some circumstances that teams do, fresh off of bye week, come out on that slow start. And that's okay. That's normal. You know, it happens. Yeah. I just hope it's not. It doesn't happen for the Cowboys on mm-hmm. Sunday. But, yeah, all right, let's go ahead and take our first break. <laughs> We are watching Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We'll be right back. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola a journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. season at the star join us on saturday october 28th for a halloween spooktacular brought to you by mars candy trick-or-treat from 30 plus restaurants and shops in the star district plus enjoy a performance from a musician uh spooky tunes from a live dj crafts for the kiddos and more out on the tostitos championship plaza this event is free and open to the public visit the stardistrict.com for more information free and open to the public y'all heard that spooky free so what is that like a uh it's like, like a tailgate kind of not tailgate but it, like it's giving like little fall festival vibes okay. almost um yeah, yeah. no it, i remember last year during halloween it was it was really fun over here like yeah. the star looked really cute i just like fall vibes so you know any right. excuse for anything pumpkin halloween related like are you guys going to like any i guess haunted houses since it's halloween's right around the corner maybe if you want me mm. to be here to do this podcast and continue doing it, it's probably not a good idea that I go. <laughs> All right. Well, no haunted houses for you, Bet. Cool. Love to hear it. Yeah. Uh, but no, uh, let's go ahead and let's let's go ahead and do this scouting report, ladies. Um, offensively, what catches your eye from this Rams team? I think I already know what Aisha's going to say. What receivers? Oh yeah. I mean just. <laughs> The way they throw the ball around, like, Matthew Stafford is crazy, y'all. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I mean, he just has so much faith in his arm talent that he just, the, some of the things he does are just, it's so risque. It's like, it's like watching Steph, like, before Steph was Steph, like, when he was shooting threes at, like, yeah. half court, and you was like, what are you doing, bro? You're not supposed to be doing that, but it's working. <laughs> that's how I was, that's how it was watching him. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think, a lot of the what's going to happen with this game and, and the Cowboys' success is just how consistent they're going to be able to get pressure on the quarterback. Um, Matthew Stafford, his completion percentage is 39% when he's pressured. Um, they're also, too, I believe their offensive line um, is – let me see, let me see, how much how – much, oh, yeah, they are 28th in the league in pressure rate allowed at 41.3%, which means uh, it's their offensive line is, is riding the bus a bit. So Time to feast. So I, so I do think this Dallas defensive line um, is kind of – it could be one of those um, he's him, he's him, he's mm-hmm. him, Timothy type games um, <laughs> because there should be opportunity on this offensive line. And um, the way that they also, too, like I think Puka has – more, I think he has the most um, passes over 18 yards right now, mm. Puka. And so Stafford, he pa- he passes the ball downfield. He's looking to push the ball downfield. So I'm, uh, I think this is just such a huge test, and yeah. I think it could be such a measuring stick to some degree for this Cowboys secondary that struggled with these big plays and struggled with these crossers and stuff. They can. I'm really trying to see how they adjust to this passing game because that's what makes them dominant on the offensive side when they want to be is their ability to pass. It's not their ability to run. What I really like about this Rams organization in general is their ability to be flexible and 
kind of modernize their offense. They're not necessarily stuck in like this old school offensive system where, you know, you have Matt Stafford, who's like an older guy, right? Like, Shots? and, and, and <laughs> No, Fire? no. Okay, no. I, it was like pew, no, 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 pew, no. Pew, pew, it's pew. a it's a compliment because they're able to make a modern kind of offense that yeah. keeps them unpredictable. And look, I agree. I don't think their record by any means defines what kind of team this is. I really don't. And and I like Sean McVay as, as a coach in general. I think mm-hmm. he's been able to bring this this new wave of coaching that started even a couple of years ago of how he's able to evolutionize this team into be more modern and to get, get guys like Cooper cup and Puka Naku just absolutely fired. Like it's, it is going to be a test. It is going to be a test. It's going to be a test in your passing game. As far as, you know, how, how your DBs are going to hold up in this. How good are your DBs in this game? You're going to find out. When you're going against a Cooper Cup, mm-hmm. he's either going to expose you or you expose him and you shut him down. I mean, there's just no there's yeah. no other option with this. You yeah. have to shut him down and you have to do it early. You can't let that man get warmed up. Yep. If Cooper Cup gets warm, that's it. He's going to be warm. He's going to be on fire the rest of the game, right? So um, Matt Stafford also just, we've, we've talked about it a lot. He is... A phenomenal quarterback. He's a little banged up, so keeping a close eye on that because he is going to release that ball quickly. He does not want to be touched. He does not want to be touched by that edge rush, and he really, with his health right now, he can't be. Mm -hmm. They have a long season to go, too. He can't be more banged up than he already is because he's playing pretty banged up already. So um, how quickly he can get the ball out I think is going to define a lot as well. Yeah, going to be a huge day for, of course, Jonathan Hankins, Osa, Demarcus Lawrence, all those guys up front. But for the DBs, for the Cowboys DBs, what kind of test is this going to be? Obviously, uh, Jess kind of hit it on the nail, a big test. But do you feel that, you know, Stefan and all those guys are really up for the challenge? Yeah, I, I told you I – told you guys yesterday that I touched base with, base with Stefan mm-hmm. and I, I kind of was just I mean you know the Cowboys are number one in the NFL in man coverage and I was just wondering you know with how you mentioned Sean McVay sorry I, I mean I'm, no, I didn't mean good. to divert but you mentioned Sean McVay and um, it's so weird because I feel like he was the for me he was the start of this the young mm-hmm. OC type that's who I want to bring in I, that's who's going to change the game like I I feel like a Sean McVay paved the way for like a Kellen like I, I yeah. really because the way that I kind of started learning and it's so weird because to Jess's point when you look at this offense and how they operate despite their offensive line and stuff they operate at a pretty high level mm-hmm. and to your and, and with that Jess I think that a lot of that is coaching is that they're able to find favorable matchups they will attack your linebackers they will attack your yep. linebackers. Yeah. They will make your linebackers have to cover. And so I wonder if we see, you know, more of the safeties doing work, you know, kind of how we say I'm looking for a J. Ron curse this mm. game. Um, I do think last game you kind of started to see him bounce back. I think he's done in the green dot. Yep. We'll see how he um, he works um, because they, like I said, they, they're that's where they're trying to take advantage of you. And so I'm, I, I just feel like with Sean, they kind of feel like he gets like, because they're because I feel like post Super Bowl things have completely changed for them. Mm-hmm. And to your point, the fact that they've been able to still be competitive despite all of the losses they've had and stuff, they've lost a lot of star players that they had before. Yeah. I do think watching the film, it doesn't match up. It doesn't match up. Mm-hmm. Now, defensively, it's another thing, but offensively, I think they really are one of the better ones in the league as far as their passing game goes. Their passing game is yeah. is is the real deal. So um, I, it's going to be, to your point, 
the secondary is going to need some help from the defensive line. Yeah. They're going to need, yeah. like, coverage. Like, they, they're going to need to help, you know, pressure the quarterback because if you give – Matthew Stafford time to your point they like to like I said they like to ball th drop uh, they like to throw the ball deep down the field and if he has the time he's going to he's gonna make you pay that's when you see hurt. <laughs> that's when you see our defense though play at their best when those guys up front uh, are making those plays up front and uh, you know our DBs can obviously run freely and make some plays in space mm -hmm. but um, I guess is there someone in particular that concern you concerns you the most as far as the Cowboys' perspective defensively? It's not who is playing. It's who's not playing. It's without Leighton Van Der Esch, this is, the, this is the test. You're really going to see what that linebacker core looks like without Leighton. And that's only because, again, they're going to pose that threat to try to attack the weaker man, right? And when you have an experience, you're seen as the weaker man. That's not necessarily mm -hmm. the case. But without that experience and without Leighton's presence there – that's naturally going to be who they're going to go after, that inside linebacker position specifically. So for me, I want to see, you know, Marquise Bell. Obviously, I'm glad you got to talk mm -hmm. to him today. Um, I want to see more Marquise Bell, uh, Damone Clark. I want to see them have a very productive game and not have a drop-off from if, if Leighton wasn't, right? And they're not taking over the green dot communications. That's J-Ron. I want to see their ability to diagnose in this game. Mm -hmm. And I want to see them be able to communicate very well and very thoroughly to the guys up front to be able to create those domino effect plays that you do see um, that Leighton helps contribute to very well, even when he doesn't get the credit for it. Um, so it's not necessarily a specific person that I'm worried about because am I worried about Marquis Bell? No. Am I worried about Damone Clark? No. No. But I am worried about when you have a player of the magnitude of Leighton Van Der Esch who can be a difference maker, yeah. he's not in kind of the ripple down effect that has without him in the game. You, um, you, either one of you ladies think, you know, Rashawn Evans is maybe, I mean, I know we don't know, but. Yeah. But. I, I think for me, it's, if you go by kind of the philosophy that the Cowboys usually go by of a ramp up phase, it's. He could maybe see a few snaps. Maybe. I I don't personally I don't think, I don't think so because it hasn't even been a week. So mm. typically like a ramp up phase though, you know, like oh, what yeah, we've seen it's going to be nice though. What we've seen historically is like it takes a couple of weeks if, if that, but yeah. it's an option. I mean, it, well, it's it's an option. Well, I'm just asking just based It'd be nice. off of, like it would be nice <laughs> based off the matchup and again, Sean McVay is yeah. notorious for being yeah. like, oh, your linebacker can't cover." <laughs> <laughs> Cooper. <laughs> Get over there. I'm not in the mood. Y'all listen. Because to your point, Cooper Cup is a momentum player. He is one of those guys that I feel like once he gets started, mm -hmm. it's like he, he, not he stopping. It just keeps going to him. And, and with Deron Bland, I do think this is a huge matchup for Deron Bland. I know you got to talk to him. I would love to hear what you you guys talked about. But this this is... <laughs> I mean, this is a matchup for him. Yeah. It is. Uh, and all of them really said the same thing is that they're elite route runners. Right? Yes. So elite is the word that they use all week um, to me. And so they know that they've got to cover well. They got to tackle well. Um, so that's something that they really have just been focused on. But they know they've given them. What is funny? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> no, I mean, they, they, they do know what kind she of. She knows um, what I'm thinking. <laughs> they do. Go ahead, baby. Just say it. No, go ahead. No, say it. Because you, you want to say it so bad. You Anything but bland. There you go. Oh, my Said God. Said it for you. That's, That's what she was laughing at the 
you got to get over yourself. Let the, um, no, I was trying to let you go ahead, host. No, 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 no. no. Um, but no, I, that's that's basically what they have kind of <laughs> told me um, all week is that they've given a lot of credit to this uh, Rams offense. They know yeah. the challenge that they yeah. have, so now it's, it they it just boils down to them. So that's something they're. Yeah. Um, tater tots. There is. I feel like there is. <laughs> did you get to tell him what sorry. we say about him on this podcast? No. Wait. No, I did not tell him. <laughs> Look, locker room was closing and he was right there. I, I was like, I need to tell him. No. I need to tell him. Please no. don't say that. No. Look, I feel like he'd love it. Oh. I feel like he'd love it. I'm, I'm yeah. sure he probably has heard we've, it. We've started a lot of time. <laughs> he probably heard it in college. Probably. Excuse me. I don't think so. Uh, um, <laughs> We've started the anything but bland train here. I would like to take credit for okay, that. Thank okay, you. Okay, I ain't going to take, no, I think I ain't gonna take your time. thunder. Um, What was your question? <laughs> I remember the question. Who concerns you the most? I think I just already answered that. I mean, oh, I ain't yeah. even about oh, no. to sit up here and act like yeah, AD still don't play over there. Aaron Donald still <laughs> exists. <laughs> he is alive and well. He's getting triple teamed. Yeah. Well, what did Jack say about it today? I was, I remember uh, I was, yeah, I was, my one-on-one with yeah, Marquise. Yeah, yeah, no, Dak, yeah. Uh, somebody asked, is Aaron Donald still the Aaron Donald? He said, bad word, yeah, I'm the one that has to play him. <laughs> bad word, yeah. Man, he's such, he's such a still disruptor. Still in the blank, bad word. Yeah. yeah, he's such a disruptor. I will say out of, like, past years, mm-hmm. it is I would say that maybe it's easier, a little easier to to trip to double team and to kind of try to take him away because of, you know, they just don't really have, I think I have like a number 97. I don't know what his name is. My bad. Um, But they don't really have guys consistently getting pressure. They have to. One thing about them is that they have to blitz a lot of the time to get consistent pressure. And I do think I want to see Dak attack that blitz. Mm-hmm. I want to. He's he's in the past been one of the best quarterbacks against the blitz. Definitely want to see how he attacks this defense. Um, and also too, you know, he hasn't played like well, most of his the interceptions he's thrown this year, minus the ones that he just started chunking up against the 49ers. <laughs> because come on, yeah, um, have been against zone mm-hmm. um uh the rams i want to call them the chargers so bad. i know because we played three it's just been a weird teams. couple of is weeks. it because they colors is kind of the same no they're not i mean they got the yellow I, it, it, so that's same stadium what it is. And same, same sta- stadium yeah. hello my brain won't that? let it won't let <laughs> me let it go but <laughs> <Did> yeah you, <laughs> okay, i don't even we, think you caught on to what i no, I got, did you catch it i said same stadium no, I same stadium. I heard. Oh, I thought I heard same stadium. Oh, maybe. It's okay, no girl, I, don't know. I was gonna let it go. It's really almost Friday, y'all. If y'all can't tell. Uh, we, but no, I, I feel like um, the way that they, you know, the base that they run, they do a lot of nickel blitzes too, where they'll bring, um, they'll bring. Sometimes they'll bring their corner, and they'll uh, blitz because that's just how they're getting pressure. I really want to see him make them pay mm-hmm. every single time. Um, I definitely could see could see him using his legs more, using his legs again and evading pressure and making some passes downfield. Um, I don't really have, uh, but like I said, Aaron Donald is still Aaron Donald, and we have a lot of respect for him. I'm sure that the offensive line, the tight ends are going to get their fair bit of chipping and stuff like that. But I really, that's what I'm looking for is how Dak attacks this zone, and because um, they do a lot post snap. But I, do, I want to see how he attacks when they blitz because they do it a lot, and I do think there could be big plays there Dang, because you of that. Jumping a gun, Dang, We was about to do that in the next break. My bad. 
I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> it's okay. All right, ladies, uh, we'll be right back after this break. You're watching Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Salvation Army's 27th annual Red Kettle Kickoff returns to AT&T Stadium this Thanksgiving. Get excited to watch the one and only Dolly Parton rock the stage during halftime when your Dallas Cowboys go head-to-head with the Washington Commanders. Tune in at 3.30 p.m. on CBS. Love Dolly. Dolly. A lot of good memories from that that kettle. Oh. What? The yeah. kettle. The kettle, the the, the, the red kettle, the big red kettle, army kettle. I forgot she's, she's Zeke. Zeke jumps. She's being converted Zeke, right now. Zeke, the Zeke in the Dak kettle. The tight ends jump. Tight end, rush. the whack a mole. Yeah. There's a thanks like um, you'll see celebrations um, for it. Well, I, we'll we'll see if they do it because yeah. remember they've had to tone it down they because of fines fine. and all of that. So it used to be a little crazy. The first time Zeke jumped <laughs> in that kettle, that was revolutionary. And that yes. was that was a fun time. Well, hopefully I get to experience that. Yeah, yeah. what like you will a couple of weeks Thanksgiving probably. <sighs> That's when they normally the get jiggy month. and do something. Yeah, yeah, next next month. But wow. Yeah, I'm only I don't almost, it's almost please. Thanksgiving already. Please, please, yeah. please, 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 not she'll start like literally the day after Christmas and she hides it like under her bed. Your grandma's like, great. No one knows she is. She's she is great. great. She's probably watching. Hi, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies, just kind of picking up uh, where we left off as far as what you want to see from this offense and kind of piggybacking off of what Aisha was talking about. The Rams play a lot of zone. I wrote down a couple of notes. Um, and so CD, the last time the Cowboys played um, a lot of zone was when they played the Jets. I think that was week. Two, if I'm not mis- mistaken. Uh, CD up. racked up 143, 143 yards uh, against the Chargers. They played a lot of zone as well. He racked up 117 yards, so this could be a big game for CD. Or maybe B-Cooks cooking up. I'm hoping something. both. 
But I yeah. think that's growth. I think that's growth from CD. Like I, it's growth. It is. It's growth from CD because one of the hardest things for a re- young receiver mm-hmm. to learn is how to find the soft spots in zones. Yeah. Because it's it's a different field than man. You know, because in man you got a guy on your hip, you can get a feel for him. But in zone, it's very much so like you reacting to what they're doing. You have to mm-hmm. be sure of yourself. And I'm just his to hear his numbers <laughs> against zone makes me excited for him because I know he's growing. Look at him. We love a growth king. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just saying, like, a lot of... There was a point in time a lot of people didn't know CeeDee Lamb was the number one. Mm. That is true. And here we are. Remember, let's let's take a little time machine <laughs> back to go. last season. <laughs> Shall we? <laughs> oh, no, let's not. Um, okay. As far as what I want to see from the offense, is that the question? Yeah. Yes. Um, oh, my bad. I went off. No, it's okay. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think I went off on a tangent about it earlier. Honestly... <laughs> I'll say it again. Rico Dowdle, that's what I want to see. That's what I want to see, period. I beg. And it's not It's not sitting here saying, like, oh, it's because Tony Pollard's not producing this and that. It's I want to see Tony Pollard come January. I want to see a healthy Tony Pollard come January. I want to see a Tony Pollard with gas still in the tank come January. And what's one way to do that? You use the guy that's, like, chomping at the bit to get on that field that has been chomping on the bit since – I mean, goodness, for four years now for this opportunity, not even just the last year, four years, he's been waiting for this opportunity, opportunities here. And, you know, he's more than capable of doing it. He looks fresh. He looks healthy. He's fast. He's physical. He's an aggressive runner. You need that. And so I want to see glimpses of what can be the distribution between your running back one and your running back two in this game to start establishing that going forward yeah I think uh, for me um just looking at you know who is up front of course Aaron Donald uh, he carries a lot of the load up front for those guys um but you have a rookie at nose tackle Kobe Turner so you can really take advantage of that and hopefully you know the Cowboys do with uh Tony TP of course and uh Rico so (laughs) really hope to see them get that run game going but as far as the passing game right do you guys feel like this is a game where they are making more explosive plays because the Rams have two corners that are kind of elite. Kobe Durant, he actually played at South Carolina State, got to cover him when I was uh, at the MEAC a little bit. Um, And teams are completing 50% of their passes, so it's kind of like a Hmm, kind of a gamble with those guys, you know, targeting them. Do you feel like this is a game that, uh, of course, Dak should just air it out and say, screw it, I trust my guys? I mean, they're young and they're feisty. That's yeah. what that's what I wrote down about them. They're young, mm. they're feisty. Mm. So the good thing about that, young, feisty, they're going <clears> to <throat> make some dis- they're going to make some um, mistakes. mistakes, but they're also going to they're also going to make some plays. They're not afraid to make plays on the ball. I actually wasn't I was surprised at how like how. I just how they're feisty, they're frisky, man. Like they, they're they're scrappy. <laughs> so I do think it's it is going to take some time um, for the wide receivers to get a feel for those young guys. But to your point about Kobe Turner, I remember covering him in the draft. Um, I I don't know. You said he's their nose. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Tyler, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyler Biotta yeah. seems like he's pretty healthy coming out of this bye. I want to see yeah. how he handles him because Kobe, as strong as he is, he can play high mm. and he can get turned. 
So I think there will be opportunities up the A gap and the B gap if they do choose to do that. But also, too, their secondary plays off a lot. Mm -hmm. And it leaves a lot of room in the flats for the running backs to have passing situations out the backfield. I think we can see some screens. Mm -hmm. I think we can see some explosive plays in the run game if they take advantage of, you know, just how soft of covers their um, their uh, corners play. Yeah. But they're not afraid to come up and tackle. I'll give them that. Yeah, I talked to Tyler today, and he said he's feeling good. Mm -hmm. Tyler's one of my favorite people to talk to in the locker room. He always great. has some kind of, like, fun little fact to throw at me, yeah. whether it be, like, football or, like, scheme-wise. Like, he genuinely always has something really mm -hmm. good to say. Anytime I, I leave a conversation with him, I'm like, I learned something today. Um, so I, I caught up with him today, and so he is feeling good. Um, talked to him about, like, you know, post-bye week. How, how yeah. are you feeling? He's like, I feel great. Yeah. So, um, no, excited for that. But, um Oh, I lost my train of thought. Aisha, oh, you had you had my train going, and it just, like, stopped on the tracks. Oh, yeah, Are you said you talked to Tyler, and he said he's good, and he's healthy, and then he's... he's no, there was something before that. You said something before that. It's oh. fine. Sorry. It's okay. I'll go on a new tangent. No okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I know we saw the report today oh, with Tyron. That's what it was going to be. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, no, well, not that, but yeah, oh, Tyron uh, limited today at practice with a neck injury. Yeah. It was a padded practice today as well, something worth noting. Mm -hmm. So... It was nice while it lasted uh, to have that short uh, injury report, and it is still yeah. short. We still don't know much about it. I'm sure McCarthy will talk about it uh, in the conference call tomorrow, so we'll hear more about it there. But in the meantime, what I was going to say in regards yeah. to what you asked about, should Dak really take advantage of this DB core and kind of chunk it downfield? Not if you don't have to. You don't have to force anything either. I, yeah. I think just allowing him to play to his strengths and establish yeah. what that is in this game is smart. Just like you don't want to force him to run. You don't want to force him to be mobile if he doesn't have to be, right? Mm -hmm. To play it smart. Uh, and the same thing with taking those deep shots downfield because, yeah. again, you don't want those to turn into those that one game-changing play that you go back to say he didn't have to chunk it that far down mm -hmm. on a second and, and yeah. three, you know, and – and then that changed the kind of momentum shift, and then that was the domino that made yeah. everything fall for a win or loss at that point. But um, to your point, I, if you if he doesn't need to, don't do it. Mm -hmm. But get your feet on the ground and and start establishing exactly what you want to look like for the rest of the season. That's I don't want to call it a measuring stick game, but that's kind mm -hmm. of what I feel at this point. So it's kind of a measuring stick game. Yeah. All right, ladies, I need some final score prediction. Yuck. Oh. oh. Um, I just struggle with that. They give me anxiety. I, do too. I know, um, I do too. I feel like I jinx it. I feel um, like I jinx it. I'm not kidding. Can I say Can I say that in regard to what you were saying about the big play thing real quick? Um, <laughs> I do think that maybe they don't just throw the ball downfield, but I do think that some of the short plays could turn into big mm. plays because some of those slants, those quick slants, I think you can catch their DBs and their linebackers taking some <clears throat> bad angles and get some Extra yardage large, out of yeah. stuff. I think we could see some yak yardage out of it because they, yeah. they play too high a lot, so they're not trying to they're not trying to let you throw deep, but mm. you can catch them slipping. In so the like that. Jake Ferguson? Is what I'm hearing? Possibly, or CDE. I mean, or Brandon Cooks. I think you can do some crossers. I think you can do the slant flat where it's basically just, you know, it's like right there behind the linebackers. Or maybe CTP kind of catches. Uh, yeah, or, or you can see. Catch so that's, passes. I just wanted to okay. say that. Oh, we love that. <laughs> Not need a score prediction. Oh. <laughs> she wasn't getting away like, from that one. She's like, she don't change the subject, girl. <laughs> I that. Um, let me see. I don't even know. What do they average? <laughs> 
Send help. I'm, uh, look, I'm, I'll, I'll go first. Yeah, please. I'm not going to give an actual <laughs> score prediction, but I will okay. say I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game mm-hmm. um, on either side of the ball. Mm-hmm. I think what is going to be game-defining <clears throat> for the final score is who can capitalize in the red zone, who's actually getting in the end zone and not relying on field goals to win the game. Look. Big Brandon Aubrey gal over here as far as what he's able to do and the records he's chasing with this game. However, don't want to see him uh, continue to have to kind of bear that weight on his shoulders to put points on your board every single time. Want to start to see what those red zone woes look like, if that's still an issue, a topic of conversation. Score. That's really, like, it's going to come down to that. Uh, field field position is going to be a big thing in this too. So Kevonte Turpin, uh, I know he felt he mm-hmm. feels good. Caught up with him too uh, yesterday, I believe. And so seeing how yeah. if if he can run the ball out a little bit more to get good field position is going to be important. Yeah, yeah. I looked up how much what their average in low a game. score low yeah. score game. Like yeah. I, I'm yeah. not going to say probably more than twenty twenty one something twenty one points. But, yeah. Okay. That's fair. Whoever wins. They only average 22.1 points a game, which actually, maybe I shouldn't say only because I don't know what the the Cowboys. I'm claiming one of our guys gets a pick six. What's a pick six? Which one? I don't know. Mercy. I know. I'm going crazy. That's bold. No. That's bold. um, That's bold. Ah, Jazzy, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. I'm not going to say who, but I know we're going to get a pick six. Okay. Yeah. Maybe score prediction like 21-14. I think that's fair. Cowboys, of course. I'm going to do... 17, 17. 20, mm. I'm going to say 17, 24 Cowboys. Mm. Yeah. I think it'd be a one possession game. I like that one. Yeah. Because both, like you said, it's going to be maybe, well, you, you said that, that you feel like it might be a bit of a slow start. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yep. Um, with them, they just, they get a lot of yards, baby, but yeah. they don't get a lot of points yet. <laughs> so. All right. Well, that will do it for our episode today. Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!